We'll get to see Schuster tomorrow if there's a game. Uh, right, let's see what Frank the Tank had to say. This is a lost season. Lost season. The Mets got skull fucked in Milwaukee. They're going to get skull fucked by the Marlins. They're going to get skull fucked by the Padres. This team will not see 500 again. Last time. Today was the last day. They're under 500 to stay. Anytime the Mets are under 500, they don't fight back. They don't have any fight back. They have no heart. They have no pitching. Every batter. Three. 3 on 3 on 3 on 3 on 3 on 3 What's up, Atlanta sports fans? I'm Graham Waldrop, and alongside me, as always, is Adam. We're free, Kalal. And we are Atlanta Zone. Two Atlanta natives recapping the week that was in Atlanta professional sports with wacky ass hijinks and analysis. Presented by no one, given to all. What's up, Graham? Hello. We are Adam, in- how's it going, sir? Oh, it's going really yeah. well. You, you kind of just got lost in your, I did, uh, it's weird. your brain there. Because huh? we're no longer presented by the Pigskin Podcast yes, Network. Yes, yes. Uh, very sad news that we're pretty excited about, actually. The Pigskin Podcast went under this past week. We, uh, last Friday, I believe. It's, it's just like if you're getting fired or losing an account at work or something, you get the email towards the end of the day. They just sent on a Friday. On a Friday, yeah, yeah. They just sent out a heartless email saying we are no longer. And you know why it's no longer, Graham? Because none of our users ever use the promo code TPPN. Zero. Well, here's you know what is is the problem with that, Adam? The majority, I would think, the majority of our listeners are in Atlanta. Right? You can't yeah. use DraftKings Sportsbook in Atlanta. It's just not a thing. People use DraftKings. There's a difference between DraftKings and the DraftKings Sportsbook <laughs> I app. I never looked into that much. So DraftKings Sportsbook. I don't even know what the hell I was so talking. The DraftKings Sportsbook app is more like traditional gambling. It's like prop bets, uh, who's going to win a game. DraftKings is when you you know, do the daily fantasy and pick players for games and shit. Hmm. It's still gambling, but it's technically not. It's technically so legal I, in I Georgia. I didn't even log in. So I thought that I couldn't even log in and give us like one because I had already signed up for DraftKings yeah. in the past. So, so have I. As we all know, but the sports book, like you'd have to be a completely new user to draft. I think you'd still have you know you'd still have the the same account. I think, but we can't legally use DraftKings Sportsbook in Atlanta. Eh, who cares? So I mean, I'd kind of gotten to the point listening back to our episodes that once they started putting the ads at the beginning of the episodes as well, it's like this is just obnoxious. No one wants to listen no. to this, you know. And we're not. It's we weren't making enough money off of it for it to matter. Mm-mm. We we, we, were, we we did one podcast with someone else, and then we just continued to do our own thing. So I tried to reach out to some other people, but they didn't weren't they just didn't get back to me, or they got back to me like eight weeks after I requested to yeah, talk to them. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. I felt too stuffy doing that. I just like talking to you, Graham. Sure, that's all I want to talk. That's to. That's all you want to do. Yeah. So th- our, we're independent once again. No more ads. No more ads. If there is an ad, it'll be a fake ad. Yes. For a non-existent product, because right. I like to throw those in every now and then. Sure. It's been years since we've had one of those because of the 
of Pigskin Podcast. Yeah, you Network. can't throw a fake ad in but with the real ad. We do appreciate Pigskin Podcast Network having us. It was it was still cool to be like, you know, we're doing a show that someone believed in enough to let us join their their network. I mean, that's, that's still cool, regardless of like, yay, no more ads and shit. It's, it was still kind of a nice thing. That's true. To be yeah. recognized. That's true. Even though it was a very you know small time kind of thing. It's not like we're we were at you know doing anything huge, but it was still it was still fun. They went for it. It, it didn't work out. I, I think they're. Their hockey network is like that's their bread and butter. They still yeah. have that, um, but yeah, the basketball one went under as well. So, say la vie, pigskin podcast network and basketball, whatever it's called, network. Um, anywho, so this is an exciting show for for that reason, right. and um, you know it's it's our treat to you all that we no longer have ads. As like, oh, this is beginning of baseball season. Beginning no of baseball season. This is when everybody likes to listen to this show for the most part, too, is when we get into baseball. It's good. We're clearly the most knowledgeable and excited to talk about right. baseball. Right. Although I will say, Graham, as we transition into the alternative uh, sports segment of the week. starts the show <laughs> off now. It's Masters week, of course, Graham. So, But Adam, it's going to rain all weekend. This is going to ruin Masters it, weekend. It's going to get cold. That's unfortunate for a lot of people going, making the trek up I-20, I guess, uh, I-20 west there. Yes. No, east. East. Is it east, east fr- from here? <laughs> east from here. North, south, never eat soggy waffles. Yeah, sure. Yeah. East. I thought you said weast. Um, anywho, yeah, this morning I started my day by watching Tiger Woods hit at the range. Is Tiger playing this year? Tiger's playing. Mm. I don't know what he shot. He was like plus three through. He probably won't make the cut. Yeah, he's kind of, his uh, era is ending with this knee injury. He's, he's already talking about how he's excited to join the Champions Tour with Freddie Couples and have, oh, a, have, have a golf cart drive him around. Does that make you feel old to hear that Tiger Woods is going to be on the senior tour soon? Yeah, and he's only he's only like... 12 years older than us, something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of sad. But, yeah, Masters weekend's going on, and I, I think the Hawks have actually pushed their way out of alternative sports. Okay. Because um, But I'm still going to discuss them here because I don't want to do a full breakdown. Sure. They've won three in a row, Graham. It's a miracle. They broke their they broke stre- the streak. They broke the streak, like 30 straight days. It's been since, like, mid-January that they've been within one game of 500. Yeah. And now they've won three in a row, so good for them. They Kudos. beat the bejesus out of the Bulls the other night. It was like not a contest. That was, and that was without Trey Young. Yeah, that which was, was which was a very impressive. There, I've been saying all year, Jalen Johnson, Graham, use him. The man is impressive. Like no, Quinn likes Jalen Johnson for sure. Like he he does things that John Collins cannot do in terms of his playmaking ability and is. Ability to bring the ball up the court in transition. Yeah, I think John's just like I've never seen a player regress as much as John Collins in terms of like the hopes I had for him. Yeah, started off being just a force in the interior. Then he developed three point shot, became a more complete player, became a very solid defender, good rebounder. Now he can't shoot the three. He doesn't have the inside moves that he once did. He's still really young. It just I don't know what happened. There was like a clear progression, and now it's just like this de evolution. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with injuries. I don't know, maybe if the PED thing plays a role in it or not, but I remember the, like, the best year he had, he wasn't on PEDs. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's sad as a John Collins fan to see just him sort of taking steps back. It's good that Jalen Johnson's taking steps forward for sure, but I mean, yeah, I feel like John's still a super talented guy. Maybe he needs a change of scenery. I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it is unfortunate. Yeah, he's been just pulled around by this franchise, yeah. you know, for the last no, three and, years. Yeah, with all and, that. To, and to his credit, they haven't they didn't know how to use him very well. Yeah. They never know how to use him very well. He had to make things happen on his own. So it's it's been good to see with uh, Quinn. He's like switching lineups up. He's trying new things out. He likes Sadiq Bay a lot, as do I. Sadiq Bay, that that's a good piece that we got at the trade deadline this year. So I think that's that's someone that we might keep going forward. I would hope so. He's been he's been really solid. Um, but anywho, so the Hawks, there's two games left in the season. It's looking like they're going to be the seventh seed now. That game against the Bulls was really big. And um, I think there's still a world. No, no, there's not a world where they could. If No. I think they're in the playing tournament. Yeah. Officially. I think that there's a world where they could have a better record than they did last year if they went out. Oh, boy. But, but who cares? Right. But, uh, yeah, they're worth – I mean, I'll, I'll watch the games. Sure. I'm not going to completely protest. But I, I swear, like, anytime I've watched them over the past couple weeks, like, as soon as I flip it to them, like, they don't score for, like, four straight minutes. <laughs> and, like, even if they're up big. So I think I just need to, like, stay away from them, stick to the Braves, it's, it's let all, them do their thing. Yeah, yeah, you really have a big impact on that. Thank you, Graham. Yeah. Glad you finally understand that. I, 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 yeah. After all these years of saying there's no factual evidence, it's impossible. Uh, now I just come to realize that, um, you know, I was wrong. And what are the odds that twice in one week, Hawks are up like 15, I switch it to the game, they don't score for like five minutes? It's a coincidence. It's a, it's a, it's a coincidence. That's all it is, Adam. Well, what it has are the nothing odds, to though? do with you. They don't, they don't know who you are. 7%? No. 6%? Zero fucking percent chance that you have any effect on anything that happens in the NBA. Oh, no, no. I asked what are the odds that that happens, though, and it happened. So is that like a 6% chance? Oh, oh, no. You're saying it's a coincidence. No, no. There's there's more of a chance that could happen, sure. I would put that in like the 30 to 40% chance. That seems wrong, but that's okay. Maybe not that high, but I'm just saying there's, there's more of a chance. Yeah. I get what you're saying now. Yeah. Um, anywho, so yeah, playoffs are coming up. We're not going to do a big beefy Hawks playoff preview. Are no, we? there's no reason they they might win the playing round and get their asses kicked in the next one. It'll be the same thing as last year. Yeah, I mean, we'll. we'll I mean, it's, it. it's not just us that think this. Like maybe we'll maybe they'll prove us wrong and we'll eat crow. As I would like to eat crow. I just don't see it happening. Yeah. But I will say they are starting to play better and a little more consistently at the right time. I just think. Anyone, no one should get their hopes up for this team going into the playoffs. This, like, like we were talking about, this year with Quinn Snyder coming in was about him evaluating and seeing progression in some areas. And I think we are seeing some progression in some areas, for sure. I think there is a more conscientious effort to move off ball. Um, the offense is starting to develop a little bit of more of an identity, especially with the pick and roll game. I'm starting to utilize that more. It just feels like um, guys are enjoying themselves a little more too there's there's a looseness when i watch the hawks these hawks play that like there's a better energy in their play as opposed to when nate was in charge well i think he's also like playing the guys that are showing some effort on defense yes giving them more run yeah and then that's inspiring i think everybody else to elevate their game a little bit yeah, the bogey. Did we, did we discuss the bogey resigning? We did. That one just is strange. To me. He can sense. shoot lights out at times and be like a huge factor. He I think ain't it, worth that in much that money. Bulls game. He like he came out like super strong, but he just seems like an aging, declining player. And Absolutely. then we lock him up for four years and, and the health issues. 
chronic health issues that have been going on the last couple seasons yeah. is really concerning. That's not going to get any better. So Surprising. Doesn't make sense. Well, let's let the young Kevin Herter walk, but aging bogey. Or let's trade him, and then aging bogey. They love Herter in, in uh, Sacramento. He's a beast, though. man. He's a big part of why Sacramento's having such a good year. Red velvet, baby. R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> to Atlanta. To Atlanta, yeah. Just, he's, like, he's just like Dansby. All of our, uh, you know, our past past boys, they gone. They Freddie, gone. Freddie Dansby, he gone. Herder, Marcus Mariota, Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan. It's a new era. It's a new era, for sure. All right, Adam, let's talk about what the people want to hear. Your Atlanta Braves. Is the Braves, Adam, are off to a really, really good start. This is something we didn't talk about in our season preview episode last week. But one thing I I should have said was I want the Braves to get off to a good start. You know, the last couple of years, even the World Series year, is a very slow, sluggish, turgid start. Um, you know, they had to play their asses off, go like 72 and 30 down the stretch to, you know, win the division. And you just, and which is great that they could do that, but it's like you would like just consistency throughout the year. And so far, so good on that front. Take two of three from Washington to open the season and then sweep the Cardinals. And I mean, the Cardinals are a solid team. The Nationals are a borderline minor league team. But to sweep the Cardinals in Bush Stadium and just dominate them every freaking game, like it was no problem. Yeah. It was like it was like the Cardinals are down here, we're up here. This is a visual podcast that would make more sense. But it was really just every single game, every single inning, the Braves were just in total control. They got out early. They scored runs in the first inning in each game. Matt Olson and Ronald Acuna were dynamic as hell. That play yesterday where um, Olsen hits this ball into the gap in the right center, but it's not like deep or anything. Acuna's running. He knows it's just going gonna, gonna, gonna to split the center and right fielder. He's going all the way from first to home on a play that most people would not make, and he beat the throw by a second and a half or something. I mean, it was fantastic. Good pitching throughout the, the, uh, the series, even though – the Charlie Charlie pitched in that series, right? Yeah, he pitched the first night. I don't think he looked good, but overall, really good pitching, really good offensive performance. Um, and Arcia been playing his ass off. Looks good at the plate, and he's playing really, really good defense. I'm, I've been very impressed by him so far in these first six games. I don't know how long that's going to last, but a fire's been lit under his ass, I think. And he also got a little extension too, three year extension or something like that. So. Good things all around for the Braves overall. Very little to bitch about. Yeah, a lot, lot to touch on there, Graham. Um, yeah, Cunha certainly looks like peak Acuna so far. He looks healthy. He's La- running like a Last freak. year he was not healthy. Um, he's got putting good at-bats together, hitting the hell out of it. He is playing Ronald Acuna-style baseball. So that that's awesome to see. You kind of forget how much he really means to us. So like that, those top – Three. I mean, those are our superstars. Yeah. You know, right now, Acuna, Olsen looks amazing. God. The power, he's got what, three bombs already? He's Four, got, maybe? He's at 769 slugging percentage with three home runs. Um, he's outstanding. Com- he's comfortable. Yeah. I like to see him draw some more walks, but overall, doing a really good job. And then uh, Riley got it going in St. Louis as well. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the defense there. has just been unreal for no these errors. guys. No, no air. I mean, well, Arcia like a dropped one in the sun in Washington, I think. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that that whole first game was weird. People were 
there was a miscommunication between Ozzy and Mike in center field. That would never happen. Uh, Arcia dropped the ball um, as well in the sun. And then, what's his name? Robles almost dropped a ball in center field. These are very, like, normal plays, but it, it just the sun must have just been a total, total bitch that day. But, yeah, there haven't been... I saw some stat the other day where there hasn't been an error. I can't... Obviously, those were errors, but I think since that first game, I don't think there's been any errors. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Arcia's range has been impressive, and he's like, you know, he's making the routine plays. You know, that's like what a number nine hitter, like that's why they went with a veteran. And, you know, the Braves have always been higher on Arcia. Like that's why they traded for him. That's why he won this job. Like they've been higher on him than some of the numbers look like, than some of the fans. They've always believed in this guy. And like he's making them look like geniuses early on. So we'll we'll see – where it progresses, but I mean, I I love to see it, and like none of the rule changes have like hurt the Braves at all. It doesn't seem like, if anything, like I think it's great for the pitchers. Yeah, they can. It's great for the fans, man. I'm loving these short games. Oh, it's They're fantastic. Awesome. I mean, it wasn't a game that we watched, but there was a game between uh, I can't remember who it was. It was the Marlins and I think Minnesota ended it in an hour and fifty minutes, one nothing game. Yeah, no, it's wonderful. I mean, the, the Braves game the other day started after the Hawks game and ended before it. Yeah. Like, that doesn't happen. No, it's it's nuts. And it's it's not diluting the game. There's still been a couple of things that have happened with the pitch clock that have been weird with some other games. I don't think it's really affected the Braves that much. Um, but I think it's just an adjustment period. And overall, like, the amount of time that is saved is crazy to me. This This thing really works. So uh, it's a it's a much more entertaining game, and this is a guy who likes baseball a lot, loves the slow pace, um, but it just speeds it up a little bit. You know, you cut off 30, 45 minutes off game time, and the, and it's like, you know, normally in years prior, it's like you know, pitches thrown, there could be a minute and a half between pitches. You know, yeah, the batter steps out, just does a bunch of bullshit, right? Um, Mar Garcia Parra with his batting gloves like yeah you could just take time as many times as you want and like i mean that it's really how i mean i think if anything it is hurting the batters more because like they would step out if like a pitcher's in a groove they're trying to slow the pitcher down they they can't do that this year and like i mean these young kids like dodd and elder very impressive in st louis um i was gonna say dodd especially but both of them just looked looked great and they're like they get in a flow and um you know they were used to that in the minor leagues, and you know they brought it up, and good for them. Like yeah. Schuster was kind of shaky in the first, but he got his shit together, pitched three three solid innings after that. It could have been a lot worse. So I mean, a lot depends on these young guys early on. But yeah, so far so good for the Braves, and the deep bullpen is just like bullpen's been lights out, and that's, um, and that's without our closer. Yeah, and to go back to the offense, you got five guys hitting over three hundred. Um. You know, Acuna's already been worth 0.6 war. Uh, had an amazing throw yesterday to get Tyler O'Neill out. He looks just 100% healthy. There is no more timidness, skittishness around anything. Uh, he looks locked and loaded, ready to compete for an MVP this year. He, he, I'm very, very impressed by what I'm seeing from him. But just up and down the lineup, really the only guy that's been terrible is Marcelo Zuna, which was absolutely expected. Um, one for 17 so far this year, hitting a wonderful 059. Uh, looks lost to the plate, weak contact. 
you know, it's everything we've been seeing the last couple seasons. Yeah, it's been wild that he's been in playing left so often as well. He's gotten more at bats than Sean Murphy, which I think is just stupid. Yeah, that's that's been surprising that Murphy is like he's only played half the game so yeah, far. Yeah, like every he's only got like ten at bats. Yeah, so he's only got one hit. Um, I don't understand this. I do not understand this this rationale. We traded all these prospects for this guy. He's a great defensive catcher, um, and you know the offense is going to come eventually. Why is he not either catching or DHing every day? Why the hell do we have to keep seeing Marcelo Zuna? Maybe they're just giving him his run and then going to, you know, he's got April to show if he, he's got it or not. I guess. But, I mean, Darno's been fantastic, too. I mean, he's, he's probably been the second best hitter on the team. He's just crushing the ball. Um, no home runs yet, but he's just lacing balls all over the field. He's got 10 hits tied for the team lead. Um, he's been great, and he's done a good job defensively, too. I just don't understand why we're not starting Sean Murphy more. It's, uh, it's really, really odd to me. Well, can't. Can't argue with the results so far. Yeah, but, I mean, your team is inherently worse with Marcelo Zuna in the lineup. It's just these, like, little things Snicker does, and he did this a lot last year with Ozuna, and she's kept running them out there. When it's like, you got William Contreras raking, hitting 20 home runs and, like, 200 at-bats, but, yeah, let's keep let's, let's only play him, like, two times a week. I just don't understand that, that rationale. It's, it's absolutely stupid. So you do have some things you can complain about. Yeah, there are some things. Like, that's a big complaint to me. Why is our, our, our catcher of the future, who we traded four or five guys for, or whatever it was, not only playing half the game so far, even though I know it's only the first week of the season and whatever, but it's like, that just doesn't make sense to me. The only thing that wouldn't make sense to me is if he has some sort of nagging injury that he's kind of nursing and you want him to get up to full speed, but you don't want to put him on the injured list. If that was the case, fine. We may never know that, but this doesn't make sense. Sure. I mean... Ozuna looked great in spring training. I'm sure they were basing it off that. I guess. And, you know, B.J. Upton looked great in spring training, too, the first year. It's just, you know, when a guy has a track record, he is what he is. Spring training doesn't fucking matter um, to a guy like Marcelo Zuna. That's what you said about Arcia. You've said that about a lot of guys in the past. Arcia has been good for a week. We'll see if he can be an actual. He's only had one sustained full major league season where he was worth a shit. He's, he's been negative war as the rest of his career, other than I think the 20, I can't remember if it was 18 or 19 season. So the track record says he's going to bottom out eventually, but for right now, he's been good. The track record for Marcelo Zuna to me also says that he's just trash and he will never show any signs of being a good player anymore. Tell me something good, Graham. You've put me in a really bad mood for a five and one ball club. But you, you can't acknowledge those are legitimate issues that Ozuna is a black hole in the lineup. And that we're not playing Sean Murphy enough? I don't think it's a legitimate issue. I think it's absolutely. You wanted this to happen I, the rest I, I of the season. I think it's very strange, but we've won five out of six ball games. With, yeah, but when your offense isn't going to be hitting, you know, you're not going to have five guys hitting 300 the rest of the season. You're not going to, you know. But I could also see Marcel hitting three home runs this week. You know, based off what? Does it now run into he a hit fastball? Twenty something home runs just last year. Yeah, but he sucked ass. But he hit twenty. I mean, I could see him, like you. Could, it could so, go either way. So with him. your your three eighty slugging percentage that that's a you know twenty home runs. That's what you want. The, the your, your sub three hundred on base percentage. The point is, Graham. We have arguably, almost not even arguably the best the best team in baseball right now. Let's let's enjoy it and not just find the little things to nitpick about. It's not. That, I don't think Marcelo Zuna is a nitpick. Marcelo Zuna is a legitimate problem, and he does not need to be playing. Your your catcher of the future needs to be playing. You can't play both Darno and absolutely you can 
every day. You're going to play yes. your catchers every single Why day. Why the fuck not? Give Injuries? Them, give them a day off every once in a while, but there should five out of the seven days, those guys should both be in the lineup because they're both really good players, and it makes you better. Give yourself the best chance to win the ball game. Marcelo Zuna cannot do anything. Okay. He, will, he will run into a fastball, and that's it. Got it. it. It's, Got just, it. it's dumb. We, we understand your point. Uh, Dylan Dodd was fantastic. What a debut for him. He's from, I think, Illinois, so he had a lot of family and friends out there. Pitches five really great innings. Um, I hadn't watched him pitch yet, but, man, the, the, the off-speed stuff was really good. He was keeping the ball in the zone, but he wasn't throwing any meatballs, man. He was attacking, and um, I don't think the Cardinals scored a damn run off him. He was great. Yeah, no, he was, um, I mean, similar to Schuster, like not – incredible stuff like he's not a guy that although he did touch like 95 once i think but he's generally 91 92 yeah in that area but just locates and throws strikes and you know snit has zero patience for especially young pitchers who can't throw strikes right that's why ian anderson got sent down after like a week of spring training um so yeah he's uh certainly given himself front runner status right now to hold on to that five spot whenever all the the veterans do come back mm-hmm um, but yeah, I mean, that was really promising. I, I was like, with that St. Louis series, I was like, just, we got to win this Charlie game with two young guys coming up. It's just like, I was not expecting to win either of those games and Dodd and Elder stepped up. So yeah, Elder got hit around pretty good. Those first few innings. I mean, they, they weren't hits, but like he was getting a lot of hard contact. Defense played really well around him, but he settled down and really did a good job after that. The last uh, couple innings he was in. So um, six scoreless innings for him, right? Yeah, yeah. But the defense played fantastic behind him, man. There were some, there were some really hard hit balls, and Arcia was making really good plays, and Ozzy, the outfield. I mean, I'm very impressed with what we're what we're seeing, regardless of how negative I got about Marcelo Zuna. I just don't, I just don't understand it. Um, and super happy news for me, I think for everybody who grew up as an Atlanta Braves fan, Andrew Jones, his number will finally be retired long, long overdue. I think the Braves have a policy or something, and uh, user Hugo asked earlier this week about this. like, well, why did it take so long? And I was like, I don't know. And I looked into it a little bit. I think the Braves have a policy where normally they won't retire a number unless like, they get into the Hall of Fame or something, or something like that. Makes sense. Which doesn't make sense, actually, because Dale Murphy's not in the Hall of Fame, but his number's retired. Yeah, so that's so not, what the hell did... I don't know. I, I saw right somebody thing. say that. And I was like, that can't be right, because obviously the Dale Murphy thing. And I'm sure there's other people that are in the Hall of Fame that their numbers are tried. It doesn't make sense. Anyways, Andrew Jones is the best defensive center fielder of all time, and uh, that's inarguable to me. Um, all the defensive metrics say so, and the eyeball test is incontrovertible. The man was a legend, and he absolutely deserves to have his number retired. So really cool happening on September 9th. Seems like he could get into the Hall of Fame soon as well, and this yeah. could be a push for him. Yeah. I know his vote percentage went way up. Yeah, and it's just because he had such like a bad last seven or eight years or something. But those first ten years, he was unbelievable. Yeah, and he finished you know four hundred thirty four home runs. For anyone who gives a shit about Golden Gloves, he won ten straight of them. So, essentially, uh, policies player. on retired numbers going to have to change though. Like, how many numbers can you retire as an organization? I think like, are we going to have to we're going to have to retire Freddie's number. I don't think Freddie's number will get retired. Like we're gonna have to retire, um, you know, maybe Max Fried's number at some point. I don't think his number will get retired. Either. 
maybe we retire uh, Ronald Acuna's number at some point. That could happen if he stays. I think it's just a big thing of if people stay for like the greatest parts of their career and they do something like Freddie Freeman has a legitimate case to have his number retired. I would think um, Max Freed too early. Um, Acuna obviously too early, but I think you know if those guys were to stay for another ten years and. You get, you get my point, though. You're going to be taking all these numbers off the board. You don't have to take any numbers off the board. Well, oh, you're talking about like the actual numbers, like 13 for Acuna. That's fine. You know, if, if you're retiring a lot of people's numbers, then your organization is doing something right. They don't it, just hand that out. But as we fast forward 100 years, you know, you got all these retired numbers left and right. You only have like 50 to choose from now on a 25-man roster. These are concerns of mine, Graham. Those are good problems to have. Yeah, I, I don't want... Marcelo Zuna might have his number retired. You never know. He could hit 50 home runs this year. <laughs> I think he's two for two as we speak right now. Home openers going on. Home openers happening right now, yes. Yes, so that's exciting. Yeah. Um, it's going to be packed all weekend. We're hopefully going tomorrow. Yeah, rain uh, pending. We'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, Padres coming to town. It's, it's nice to um, you know get some stiff competition early. Yeah, I like that. This was a, it was a good test to go on the road early to, to St. Louis. It's a, it's always a dangerous place to play in terms of the crowd is, you know, St. Louis loves baseball so much. So, I mean, they always draw well, super passionate about their team. And the Cardinals are generally very good. Um, I still think they have a good roster, but their their pitching was just outclassed a thousand percent by ours like their their pitching was no match for offense well we just jumped them early yeah three, every game all three games every game was we didn't first do inning. much after that yeah. but just got to the starting pitcher yeah um i mean it was crazy there was one i can't remember which night it was but it was like the austin riley home run which is i think the farthest or the the longest home run ever hit by like a opposing player in bush stadium history mm -hmm. like 470 feet or 80 feet or something insane just pured it yeah so I, I saw that and i like left the room for a second and i came back and like olsen hit olsen was rounding the bases i was like what the fuck? It, was, it was great i was like this is just uh you know you just you feel very comfortable watching this team overall um kevin pilar is getting some run at him he's starting tonight i'm telling you started uh i think either game two or three in the st louis series hitting in his first at bat as a brave yeah um, helps the, helps the defense in left field a lot. Yeah, Rosario has done well in limited time too. I think He's gotten some knocks. Played, he he made a great play the other night as well. He did, he did. Um, yeah, so good stuff with the Braves. I don't think we really have much much else to say other than looking good and we're getting off to a really strong start, which is something that we haven't done in a long time in the Snicker era. So good shit. Hopefully, it continues. Schuster, Schuster has been recalled because McHugh's on the injured list now. He had a bit of a rough outing yesterday to end that game uh, against St. Louis. Maybe injury-related. Yeah. And uh, I guess it is since he's on the IL. And that's really it. Yeah. Big series against the Padres this, this weekend uh, that we were talking about. A lot of people predicting the Padres to be the best team in the National League. They've gotten off to kind of a middling start at 3-3. Three and three. Um, So we'll see how it goes. I think the, you know, one of the one of the things also to keep in mind is regardless of what happens in the Padres series, it's a very long season. Like we're, I think we're both generally excited by what's going on with the Braves, but a lot of shit can happen. That's good. A lot of shit can happen. That's bad. So trying to stay as even tempered Be as patient. I can. Yes. Be patient even in the good times, yeah. especially in April. I mean, it is wild though. Six games into the season, we already have 
so a two and a half game lead is what we have now mm-hmm. um, as of 7.15 p.m. Thursday night. We never had a lead that big last year. Like That's nuts. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, The Mets got off to a really hot start yeah. last year. You can't win it in April, but you can certainly lose it. Phillies are 1-5. That's wild. I told you, man. I was talking to John about this Philly John last night. He's like, uh, he's like, I've decided, uh, you know, I've got your your guys' true feelings on the Phillies, and I'm not going to root for the Braves anymore. <laughs> I was like, yeah, of course. Like, you're, like, I was like, I hate the Mets more than the Phillies, but, like, why would I cheer for the Phillies? That makes no sense. Like, yeah. I don't dislike you as a person right. because you like the Phillies, but I hate the Phillies. Yeah. I get joy from watching these box scores yeah. and seeing them losing. Yeah. I mean, I, I was kind of, like, hoping they would do okay for John last year. But then they beat us, and I was like, oh. Yeah. You know, in the playoffs. But I was still kind of like... It's a rivalry. It's a rivalry. And it's good that's a rivalry, because it hasn't been one in like the last 10 years for the most part. Ever since Ryan Howard and all of them left, like the Phillies have sucked until last season. So it's good to have the Phillies rivalry back. It was also good to have the Mets rivalry back last year. It brought a lot of memories of childhood, you know, of going to games in the late 90s, going to that NLCS... In 99, the Eddie Perez MVP National League Championship Series year. And just the disappointment on Mets fans' faces when we just kicked their ass. You know, that happened in one of the last three games we went. I don't think you went, but I think Alexa and I went to one of them. And there were always Mets fans around us. There's like, there's like a good mix of like Braves and Mets fans. Just nice shit talking. You know, no one was getting out of control. But he's, this guy was just going like, we got Alvarez. Alvarez is called up. And I was like, I don't give a fuck about Alvarez. Alvarez? Alvarez is their catching prospect. Um, and I was like, it doesn't matter. It's like, y'all are just like reaching. This is a desperation move. And he's like, ah, rah, 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 rah. you know, it's just like good, you know, right. good. Keep, keep throwing money at it. Mets. Yeah. See and then Olsen sick. comes up there and has a bomb off of uh, DeGrom. And the guy just like is just looking down. He just didn't even say anything. It's wild with Olsen. Like, Loved it. I mean, we got him. And Pache was like a big part of that trade. Pache's gone. The, now. The, the, yeah, the A's already cut him. He, he's uh, on the Phillies. He's now. on the Phillies. Yeah, I mean, he just the, the kid can't hit. Nice guy, great defense. Yeah, but. seems like a super nice guy. Yeah, like I, I, I wish nothing but the best for him. Um, but but yeah. just like a steal, absolute steal, to get Olson. Yes, so. for a guy that's not even on that roster anymore. Yeah. So yeah, look, looking good. Hopefully, um, you know, some of these starters get healthy. Would lo- would like to win the Strider game tonight, just with like Schuster going yeah. tomorrow. Well, we didn't even mention Strider; he looked unstoppable when at first Nationals. Yeah, he's like a given now. Yeah, yeah. it's like nine strikeouts, no runs given up. Be a bigger test to go against the Padres defense versus Washington, but yeah, I mean the all signs point to him just being an absolute hoss, um, and that's continuing early into this season. So that's great. Um, that's it for the Braves, Adam. I think we're gonna word from our friends from. Not yep. DraftKings. Nope. Never again. No words. Never again will you have to hear that. In and out. I mean, there's nothing really going on with the Falcons, right? Uh, No. Let's wrap this sucker up, Graham. Yeah, I think that's it. Well, I hope you guys are doing well out there. Thanks, as always, for listening. We'll see you again next week, I think. Next, Yes, we will see you again next week. The week after is going to be very fishy for me. Well, fortunately, we have no uh, contractual obligations to no, do this every week anymore. We do not. So, so we we'll, can do whatever the we'll hell do we want. We want to. Yeah. Yes.
All right, we'll see y'all. Until then, rise up, chop on, unite and conquer, and remain true to Atlanta. House Thomas Hip. House Thomas Hip. <laughs>